Welcome back to That's So Fringy Podcast. I'm Rick. I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And we are back for another episode. Um, We're in our CIA Projects uh, Mm -hmm. series right now. And we talked last week about MKUltra and uh, Projects Artichoke and what was the other one? Bluebird. Bluebird, yeah, that's right. And so this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about Mockingbird, Operation Mockingbird, and Operation Monarch. Um, Some of you might have heard of those, um, but that's what we're going to be getting into tonight. We've got a lot of shows um, lined up for you guys, lots of guests coming up. Um, We just want to get you guys hyped because there's so many uh, good podcasters out there, and uh, it's such a cool community. And when they all come together and share their information, things that they um, have studied for many years, there's lots of research out there. So to get people that have perspectives that are um, their own, and they can bring those to us, you know, like we have one lady coming that has been researching sleep paralysis for many, many years, and she has a very biblical lean on what might be going on there. So she's written books on this subject, lots of books, and uh, her her recent book in particular is on sleep paralysis. So that one is going to be coming up. What else do we got coming down the pipeline? We got some guys that are going to come and talk about AI and some of the dangers of AI and digital Ouija board type stuff. We've got another guy that's going to come on and talk about giants, giants. of ancient America. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a good one. So we have a survivor coming on, um, a survivor of human trafficking and satanic ritual abuse. We also have... Um, a guy coming on who's going to talk about our purpose in life and how to live a purposeful life. Yeah, that guy, he's got a great story. Um, mm-hmm. I heard him on another podcast and I, he just lit me on fire in my spirit. He's mm-hmm. such uh, a good communicator and just sounds like a cool dude and I can't wait to meet him. So anyway, that's what we got coming up. I want you guys to uh, be ready. We're going to get real fringy here pretty soon (laughs) but tonight uh we'll go back to our operation monarch and mockingbird and why don't you guys kick us off with when did this all start so i think a good place to start is with operation mockingbird um and and that was another cia operation that began during the cold war so similar timing as as the mk ultra stuff Um, And the purpose of it was to manipulate domestic American news media organizations for propaganda purposes. Mm -hmm. So their whole reason for the operation was to, to sway the public into whatever, whatever narrative they wanted to put out there. Right. Ultimately it's about control for them. Right. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to steer a giant ship, Mm-hmm. Um, on the ocean, it, it only really takes that one rudder in the back to make that whole thing go. And mm-hmm. so if you can control the media and control the message that's going out to the people, then you're controlling the whole nation. And it's pretty scary when you think about it. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's like that now. You turn on CNN, Fox News, doesn't matter what channel you turn on, it's all doom and gloom and 
it's all the same thing, just with different news anchors with different political opinions. Mm-hmm. So it's wild. So in 1975, the church committee that we talked about last time uh, revealed that the CIA connections with journalists and civic groups were um, were a real thing. They had a congressional committee where Congress gets together and they ask questions of um, certain people in the CIA. And there's actually a video that we'll put in the show notes that uh, has... You know, one of the guys being questioned, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but he uh, he's being asked if the CIA has ever paid journalists to put out information, uh, whatever it is that they want to put out. And he wouldn't answer the question. In fact, he said, I think this is best to, you know, do during the executive session behind closed doors. Because... I think that was CIA Director Colby, who, yeah, if you remember, was. he was in that Wormwood documentary Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was colby and he was just slime ball you know Mm -hmm. not going to answer the question we got to do this behind closed doors because it's national security that kind of crap that you hear every single time the the public wants to know what's really going on they claim national security classified Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. compartmentalized you don't get to know right so well, if they say that it has to do with national security, then it's a moot point. You don't get to ask questions because they can't tell you anyway. So then in 1977, there was a Rolling Stones article that was written by Carl Bernstein, and he wrote that more than 400 U.S. press members secretly carried out assignments for the CIA. And he cited the the big ones that he knew at the time, which was the New York Times, Time Magazine, Newsweek, and CBS. Mm-hmm. So those were kind wow. of the, the main ones at that moment. But it, it really all started with the JFK assassination. I think people really didn't believe what they were being told. And so that, that was kind of when people started waking up to it a little bit. And then Bernstein has a quote where he says, the CIA maintained ties with executives, reporters, stringers, photographers, columnists, bureau clerks, and members of broadcast technical crews. So they had relationships with all of those people. I mean, top to bottom, everybody that has to do with mainstream media. Yeah. It's crazy that church committee also, the document that came out of that also talked about how the... um, the the one third of the CIA was controlling the narrative of the media and, mm-hmm. and what was going on in, in movies and music and all of those different things. One third of the CIA's budget is in that document stating that that's, that's the amount of money is in the millions that their budget is for this particular objective which is to control the minds and the narrative of the american people which it's admitted it's mm-hmm. it's documented exactly it, it's not like this is something that we're just making up you know they they did these things and it's mind-boggling to me and the church committee got this information via the freedom of information act correct yes Okay. Well, you know, the CIA really learned their lesson there because Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to find information on Monarch and and Mockingbird because they learned that everything you write down can be FOIA'd, which is the Freedom of Information Act. And so 
they started using different channels, different things, you know, encrypted devices and different things to where they could secretly mm-hmm. um, pass on information and there wasn't a paper trail. So mm-hmm. that that's why when people come to me and they say, you're just a conspiracy theorist, this stuff never happened. It's like, no, it came out in the church committee, mm-hmm. but that was only a piece of the pie. You right. know, they learned their lesson from uh, MK Ultra. They mm-hmm. burned all of those documents. Well, and it was Bill Clinton that accidentally unsealed all of the stuff for MK Ultra. He had no idea what was in there. And he right. basically said, yeah, the people deserve to know. And he opened up all these files and then, bam, out comes all this MK Ultra stuff. And then they went, oh, crap, we got to reel this back in. And so you can find some information on, on Operation Mockingbird. It's a lot harder to find stuff on the Operation Monarch, which we'll get into later, but... They also started using humans to take messages back and forth in Operation Monarch, which mm-hmm. we'll explain that <laughs> later. Later. <laughs> so the Henry Luch of Time and Life magazine, he agreed to provide jobs and credentials for CIA operatives who lacked journalist experience. So now we don't we not only do we have journalists that are that are working with the CIA, we have actual CIA operatives that are coming in and pretending to be journalists and essentially getting fake credentials from Time Life magazine to carry out their objective. And they weren't qualified to even be journalists, really. They just... Yeah. It was another way to get their people in there. I imagine that makes the actual journalists out there upset. (laughs) Right? I mean, I journal, journalism is supposed to be the people, you know, going out and being able to freely mm-hmm. get information for the public and then bring that and report truth in honesty and integrity and all of those things. And this is none of that. Yeah. This is literally the opposite of all of that. They're, they're just do whatever they want to do and there's no oversight. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in the church committee... They got information out of them, but they already burned all the documents. They've already changed things and, and renamed things and, mm-hmm. and switched things up because they were getting caught. And so, you know, the perpetuation of lies just continues and continues, and, and they don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no oversight. Nobody is holding these people accountable. They get to do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you pay the bills, you get to do what you want. Yeah. And it's disgusting. <laughs> And so recently there was a gal named Cheryl Chumley that worked for the Washington Times and she put out a quote that said, the worst Mockingbird media moments of late have been all the reports about the guaranteed safeness of the coronavirus vaccine, despite the fact that the long-term safety effects of the vaccine are impossible at this point to know. So you've probably all heard the clips on every news channel where especially Tucker Carlson he loves to do these where he puts this like montage together of all these media people saying the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and that's because their scripts are that you know they'll they have the you know their top people that write the script and then that script gets looked over by the CIA and they're allowed to add subtract change whatever they want before that script gets put out and then it gets put out to all the news media and if it sounds like they're all saying the same thing it's because they are Yep. They're all given the same script. 
Yeah, I challenge you to go on YouTube and look for these videos. They're pretty funny. Or, or Rumble. If, uh, YouTube, if you can't find them on YouTube, you'll find them on Rumble. And it's hilarious. I mean, it, it's gross, but it's also hilarious because they're all saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's on purpose. You know, this whole coronavirus narrative was so blatant and in your face. I mean, they couldn't even get their story straight on what was true mm-hmm. and what wasn't true. Right. And with, you know, the digital age that we live in, they weren't allowed to hide the things that they used to hide or control the things that they used to control. I mean, with with Mockingbird, they have their tentacles now into every sort of media. We're talking all the way Hollywood, music, mm-hmm. news print um video games even in um what else internet even sites that you go on on the internet where these influencers are are doing their thing and they're making money off of youtube just you know whatever they they also have uh bought these people out and Mm -hmm. they work for them too because the cia agents what they do is they get assets. This is right. what they do. Now, they're supposed to be doing it in other countries. Yeah. <laughs> spying on other countries, sending out their asset, and, and then the asset comes back and gives the information. That's how that's all supposed to work. That's right. the spy game. But what they're doing instead is bringing these assets in you know, the news industry and Hollywood and all that making them into CIA assets and then sending them out to do their bidding. Mm -hmm. So it's really not that much of a shocker that they're able to do it because that's what they do. That's spycraft. Right. Right. Exactly. So some of the companies that are known and documented, you can find this stuff and we'll put obviously the links that we've used in show notes, but um, here's just a, just a small list. There's way more. Uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, Time Life, Newsweek, Associated Press, United Press International, Reuters, Scripps Howard, and the Copley News Service. Those were the ones as of the 70s that were documented. Never heard of her. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, recently there was a gal, I can't remember what news station she worked for, and I can't remember her name because I don't watch the news, but she was talking, and I think it was maybe a Project Veritas thing where she was talking about how she had the Epstein story way before oh, anybody yeah, else had yeah. it. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. But she went to her boss and he said, no, you're not pr- You're not talking yeah. about that. You're not printing it. She's we're like, we're not authorized story. to do that yet, I think is yeah. what they said. But it's yeah. not time yet. Yeah, I had that story two years ago or something yeah. like that. She yeah. said she's so mad. Yeah, yep. yep, it's all orchestrated and you don't get to say things. I mean, journalism, I feel like, used to be you know, you you wanted to investigate things. And so you yeah. would go and you would dig up information and you would get all the stuff and then you would write your piece. And it was a really, like a really personal thing. And a lot of it was, my opinion is, but that was journalism. And people respected the opinions of certain people. Well, now journalists, journalists just say things as fact when a lot of this stuff, like the whole vaccine thing, you can't possibly know the long-term repercussions of this vaccine, given that it only got put out a year ago. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's just no way of scientifically having that data. But they say it as fact, and then they play on people's emotions in order mm-hmm. to get them. So now they people believe that it's fact, and this is it's 100% safe, 100% effective, all this stuff that's just like, well, you can't impossible. know that. <laughs> yeah, it's literally impossible. I mean, just to get 
any in, in the history of medicine, any vaccine was studied and had God only knows how many test subjects for 10 plus years. I mean, nothing was released until they knew for certain the side effects of it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all the information that went along. This was it, like nine months and they were like, yep, it's it's good to go. It was never better take it. I mean, I don't mean to turn this into a COVID conversation, but it was never even approved by the FDA. It was given emergency use Mm -hmm. authorization. Please look that up on the CDC website. There's page after page after page, and they play it off like it's like I remember when the news came out that it when it had been renewed. When the emergency use authorization was renewed, the news was saying that it now had been approved, which is not true. It had not been approved, but they were saying that. Right. And it's like that. That's well, and that goes back to the whole thing of, of trying to steer the ship. They're trying to steer people's emotions. They're trying to get people to make an emotional decision with the information that they're given because it supports what what they want you to do, and that's you know if you think if you think back to MK Ultra, the last episode we did, all of those experiments that they did on mind control, don't you think they probably learned a thing or two of what makes people tick and what makes people you know really do what they do, yeah. and so if you think about it, I would I would venture a guess. This is just this is just my guess. In the next 50 years or so, there's going to be information that comes out about this whole COVID thing being a CIA operation. And I think that it specifically is an operation on what you're willing to do, what human beings are willing to do to be socially accepted. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, you get the vaccine, even if you don't super want to get it, or even if you don't think that it has enough, you know, scientific data backing it, you're going to get it because that everybody's made you feel so bad for, for not getting it. You're going to you're, kill grandma. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, so it's all about being socially accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, obviously it's gone further than that, but we don't need to get into all of, all of the COVID stuff, but, but we I, will. <laughs> it is fringy. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, but I just think it, it, it was one of those big things where it was so in your face and so blatant to me that of what they were doing and how they were steering the ship with this tiny little rudder of mainstream media. And I, and to, to be clear, I think it's all media. It's so I'm I think that they all are working from the same playbook. They've got the same handlers in place. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, they like to play the Democrat Republican game where you've got, you know, CNN heavily uh, Democrat leaning and then you've got Fox News heavily Republican leaning and they like to play that game. But the reality is, is they're all working for the same team and Mm -hmm. the Republicans will give or the Fox News will give Republicans the information that they think Republicans will be willing to hear. Right. And the, you know, CNN and MSNBC and all of those, they're giving the Democrats all of the information that they are willing to accept and hear. And right. they know the difference yep. and they do it on purpose. Well, and go back to, you know, the stuff we talked about with the committee of 300, mm-hmm. 
and one of their stated goals was to create political chaos. And so that's that's the, that's why they did it that way. And that's why we started out the show with who are they? Because you need to know who those people are that are doing it and why they're doing it. Yeah. They want political chaos because people that are in in chaos tend to make rash decisions. They tend to make emotional decisions, you know, whereas if if you have concrete stuff that you can sit down and go through, then, you know, you're more likely to make a logical decision instead of an emotional decision. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants accountability, right? Mm-hmm. The Democrats are yelling for, you know, Republican accountability. Everybody wants Trump to be held accountable. They want, you know, <clears throat> Pence to be held accountable. All of those people on the right, Democrats want them to be held accountable and mm-hmm. the, vice versa. You know, the Republicans want the Democrats to be held accountable. We want everybody to be held accountable, but we think that there needs to be us working together as Americans mm-hmm. to hold our government as a whole accountable because that's what the Constitution says. And instead of yep. fighting amongst ourselves, we need to be looking at they're, they're doing this as a distraction so that we're fighting with each other instead of looking at the corruption higher up because it's so obvious when you when you pull emotion out of it, you mm-hmm. can go wait a second, they're all doing the same thing to us. They're all trying to make us feel guilty, trying to make us feel bad, trying to make us feel like, you know, we should feel bad for being this way or feel bad for being that way. And it's like, come on. It's it's so obvious. Why can't we just love each other? Oh, wait, Gross. what? I mean, I just, want to, I just want to sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya. Like, come on. Bethany is the peacemaker, for sure. <laughs> That's how it should be, though. You know, we should be getting along. And the only division that we have in our country is the narrative perpetuated one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, you know, th- there's this huge racial agenda. There's a huge, you know, it, f- first it was blacks, then it was um, Chinese. And it's like there's there's always some kind of a racial thing going on. And then yeah. there's always some kind of a war thing going on. And then there's always some kind of a you know, spiritual thing going on. Everybody's fighting against each other because there's all of this duality going on that they've created mm-hmm. and it's just chaos. And yeah. you have the puppet masters that are essentially pulling all the strings and, you know, they've they've done MK Ultra, but they certainly were doing stuff before that. So they, they know how the human mind works. They know what it takes to break you. They know what it takes to make you follow the their lead you know they know exactly how to do it they're experts on it well that's mockingbird mostly has to do with news media Mm -hmm. print all of those things that Mm -hmm. we mentioned what about monarch what was monarch all about so project monarch was a sub project of mk ultra so we talked about last week there was 149 yep. sub-projects, sub-projects yeah. of MKUltra. Um, and it, it began in the U.S. Army in the 60s. Um, it was, of course, classified as top secret for national security purposes. Um, but ultimately it was programming mm-hmm. um, and different types of programming um so that there was different levels 
that they went into. So there was the alpha programming, um, which was kind of like the base programming. Um, it was characterized by their memory retention, um, as, along with like their physical strength. I mean, they they get these people when they're young. If you think back to like childhood and elementary school and you took all these tests and if you were like gifted in a certain area they marked you down and they noticed Mm -hmm. so they took these children especially um, because they realized if they did trauma-based mind control between the ages of zero and six years old it it really worked it really Mm -hmm. stuck Mm -hmm. um so i remember being in school and having i think you were in the I was in, you like were in the nerd program, musically gifted program, but they had all different types of programs. But then you think like fast forward to high school and they have like the SATs and, and then when you go and do a vocational school, they have what's the ASVAB or, mm-hmm. I mean, they have all these standardized air quotes, standardized testing that they do starting in kindergarten mm-hmm. where they find out areas that you're gifted and that's that's the first step in this programming. I mean, they, they want to know, nationally speaking, every kid that is in in this public school system, in the private school system, doesn't matter. They want to know, standardized testing-wise, where all the children are. And if you're in the top, you know, 1% or 2% in a certain area, you better believe you're going to be flagged. And those people are going to then take it to the next step, which then the next step gets into your family dynamics. And they look mm-hmm. at... Is this kid going to be impressionable? Is this kid's family going to be impressionable? Are we going to be able to, you know, manipulate the family into letting us deal with the child? Because they know that every kid has a parent attached to it. So, I mean, it's, it, but the, the beginning, the base program is this, this alpha program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I think a large part of it too is genetics, mm-hmm. you know, because. Mm-hmm. As we started this all out, bloodlines is mm-hmm. a big deal for these people. And having these children with the right genetics is what they want for yeah. programming. And then they they know, you know, what people are susceptible, as you guys were saying, but they also know that type of stuff by by the genetics mm-hmm. because they already right. know, you know, this person has um, schizophrenia in their in there, or they have seizures or right. whatever it is that gives them the, um, the, the edge to be able to um, disassociate their minds. It makes it easier. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you pick somebody that was easier to control? Yeah, exactly. And it, it is accomplished um, through deliberately subdividing the, the victim's personality um, so you, we all know you have left brain, right brain. The point of all of this is to break, it, it breaks your brain off into different realities so that they can, once your, once your brain has split, they can then insert whatever the information is that they need to insert at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the brain is the brain is such an amazing thing. It really I is. I really wish I would have paid a little bit more attention in nursing <laughs> school to how the the neural pathways worked in the brain because it's it's amazing. It's amazing that these people can still live everyday lives. Yeah, I mean, today. you've got a person that can live a normal life, go to work, 
do mm-hmm. everything that they're supposed to be doing. You know, they're in the grocery store walking next to you. all, And then they'll get a phone call and it'll have a certain phrase or a certain whatever. And they'll just turn into something completely different. Mm-hmm. Like an assassin or yeah. a Manchurian candidate of sorts or whatever it is that they've programmed that person to do. I mean, I personally believe that a lot of our school shootings and things like that, a lot of our you know bomber attacks and stuff like that these are these are people that they've they've switched on mm-hmm. to go do these things mm-hmm. and they're expendable if you think about it these right. people are shooting themselves at the end or they're you know death suicide by cop whatever it is but you know you switch a person on they go do a deed and then they come home they get another phone call switch them off or they And just they a lot of life. times these people have no idea that what they've done I mean it, it's crazy like how the mind's ability to to do that kind of stuff but i mean the the alpha especially the alpha programming i my understanding is they use it on everybody to begin with it's like the base you yeah, know it's, it's yeah it's like what windows 95 and then you upgrade from there i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of so the general conditioning is designed to improve memory retention visual acuity and physical strength so this project or Operation Monarch that they that they started, the other one, the Mockingbird, was a lot with you know media, print, all of that stuff, and then the project or Operation Monarch, they started realizing people are very susceptible to TVs, which we kind of talked about in the MK Ultra episode. But um, so the this Monarch programming really comes into play in Hollywood and Broadway and and the music industry is is kind of more what this was geared towards. So that kind of covers the whole spectrum of news media all the way to Broadway and, you know, pornography. It kind of encompasses the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So what comes after the alpha? So then we get into the beta programming. Um, and again, like we've said, the alpha is put into everybody. This is the base programming, and then they build programs off of this base programming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we have beta next, which is the sexual programming. Um, it basically eliminates all learned moral convictions you've ever had. It, those are out the window. Um, it stimulates the primitive sexual instinct and you become devoid of inhibitions at that point. So um, think what, like Playboy? Yeah, Playboy. You know, Britney Spears. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these. Hugh Hefner worked for the CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he, an agent. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. There's tunnels underneath uh, Playboy Mansion, and they go all over the place. Yep. Lots of child trafficking. I mean, you can find videos and pictures online of, mm-hmm. of Hugh Hefner with girls oh, on, yeah. on their person his personal airplane the playboy airplane and they're trafficking babies mm-hmm. back and forth i mean you can find this stuff online yeah again easily. we encourage you all to go do your own research right yeah um so with this beta programming there's there's a lot of cat alters um so you see everywhere really you see a lot of yeah. like leopard print mm-hmm. zebra print um, a lot of it is associated with a more like sexual, like a sex kitten, right? Exactly, like a sex kitten. Pussy cat dolls. The pussy oh, cat dolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that there was a big push for that stuff. I think really in the nineties. I agree. Mm-hmm. Is when like leopard print and I mean even calling like moms that were attractive cougars like all of that kind right. of kind of started I think in the nineties ish. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, if you look at movies and TV shows and stuff like that, and you really pay attention to the messages and the, the things there, they're actually showing you things that they're doing to you or things that are maybe classified or secret um, technologies mm-hmm. and stuff like that that they have. They're showing you all of that stuff, but they're making it look like it's, you know, sci-fi or, mm-hmm. or you have these, um, you know, these really big shows that are telling you the whole like narrative of our world mm-hmm. and how it really works. I mean, like, I mean, even look Star at Star Wars. It, look at Stranger Things and look at the. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, spoil anything. So if you want to watch it and you haven't, then la 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 la. Just <laughs> cover your ears. But for Eleven, all the stuff that they did with her as far as programming mm-hmm. it's pretty accurate yeah to what to how these these things actually work i, I mean, mean they have that doctor who's her handler you her, know basically yep. and she learns to love him basically right. and yeah. ca- calls him what papa papa mm-hmm. yeah i mean this this is the type of sick stuff that goes on where they th- these children actually latch on to their handlers and become in in a really like father daughter relationship or you know mother son relationship where these kids latch onto them and then they they do exactly what they tell them to do yeah it's gross it is gross speaking of handlers though let's pause in our levels Mm -hmm. of monarch programming what exactly is a handler that's true what is it so uh, handler is mainly used in the cia as basically the person that's handling the asset the person Mm -hmm. that is giving the information you know they go to another country they gather the information and then their handler is the one that is you know taking that information back and using it for whatever intelligence gathering that they so if i'm from another country and i have some information about my government that i want to give you and your government i'm not just going to go to the president of that country and give them the information because I fear for my life. So these handlers are kind of the go-between. They're the ones that are taking messages back and forth from the higher-ups to the people, the boots on the ground, basically. Yeah. The the controllers are mm-hmm. giving out orders. The handlers are the messengers and the overseer of the said assets. So if I, as an example, was to say the name like Britney Spears... Britney Spears had a handler and she was controlled. All of her music was controlled. Everything that she was producing and making. I mean, it started all the way back in Disney. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was with the Mickey Mouse Club. You think all those kids were just in the Mickey Mouse Club? We know from looking back into the bloodlines and and the MK Ultra and all these things child trafficking Disney comes up a lot Mm -hmm. there's a lot of imagery in Disney there's a lot of I mean we can go down a deep dive rabbit Mm. hole on Disney I'm sure we will (laughs) but that being said you've got people like this that are coming up in the industry they have their handler Mm -hmm. that you know they do parties with all these kids 
and the handlers are even you know they're like 16 17 14 even and they're they're partying you know mm-hmm. miley cyrus justin timberlake like all these all these big celebrities that started as young kids in the industry and they groomed them to be what they are and then now they sing about the things that they want them to sing about they act out the things that they want them to act out so that they and can... when we're talking about children you're that you're not just handling children you're handling parents right so there's are they the same handler did they get like the did britney spears have the same handler as her father jamie had or do, do they have separate ones or is jamie her handler or is yeah can because can their own parent be their handler i think so and he was completely yeah. in yeah. control of everything that she did. Mm-hmm. And but, I think you, I think that these people have multiple handlers depending yeah. on what, what it is that they're, they need to do. And I think if they're really starting to go off the rails, sometimes they even make them marry their handler just so that they mm-hmm. have like, like a Kim and Kanye situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she was his handler. He was going off the rails. And then now it's pretty apparent that he's just off the rails. So, He's speaking some truth. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of he's got handlers. People don't he, really like Kanye, but the stuff that he's saying has some merit and he does, he does. have protection. Yeah. But we'll and talk he about that later. actually <laughs> came out with, it was like maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, he posted some screenshots on his um, Twitter and his Instagram between himself and his personal trainer, I think it was, Harley Pasternak mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm who this Harley guy also was involved with a lot of other celebrities, but uh, the conversations back and forth were crazy. I mean, this Harley guy was basically telling Kanye, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to have to take you back to rehab Mm -hmm. and play dates with your children will not be the same anymore. So read between the lines, folks. He's taking him back to... Well, and why is there celebrity rehabs that are specific to celebrities where they're very private, they're very, you know, hush-hush, nobody, we just say, they're sending this person to back to rehab, you know, they don't even really have to say why, what they're doing is they're putting them back in their programming, mm-hmm. because they've deviated from their programming enough to where they're no, they, they no longer can be contained, they can't be controlled or handled, so now we got to send them back Start from square one. I mean, how many celebrities They're almost like go a to rehab? Toy, you know, like yeah, right. Britney shaved her head and started acting crazy. You and know, then boom, Justin goes Timberlake. back to rehab. Uh, he's been off the rails a couple times. Um, who else? Lots of them. I mean, Miley Amanda Cyrus, Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch, and then they just go, what do they do? They go to rehab. Yeah. And then they come out and they're Shia LaBeouf. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He went nuts. Macaulay and Culkin. He went to rehab. Yeah. And then he came out and now he's back. Yeah. You know, he's allowed to continue to do movies now because right. he can be controlled. Yeah. As long as they, they can control to, you. Yeah. They have to continuously upgrade their programming, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. I mean. Well, why don't we get back to the next phase? Yes. So we've got Alpha, Beta. Next we have... Uh, next is Delta. So the Delta programming was basically the the killer programming. Um, this is where they trained a lot of special agents, uh, elite soldiers, um, 
you, Wait, you've heard the does known... Does that have anything to do with Delta Force? Mm, Is that the same my, thing? Yep. I was going to say, you've heard that name, right? Super Delta Super Force. Soldiers. So, huh. Super Soldiers. Yeah, Super Soldiers. Um, optimal adrenal output. They had a lot of aggression. Um, no fear. Like, just... And Delta nuts. is like the top tier, you know, special forces. And mm-hmm. and there's not a lot that you get to know about Delta. I mean, they're not right. even called, their their technical name is Delta, but they go by CAG and right. ACE and all of these other names. And you don't get to know about it because mm-hmm. it's, you know, for national security. <laughs> we, have, it. we have to be careful <laughs> in what we can say. We don't want soldiers to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So the Delta stuff was was basically about training, you know, elite agents. And if you think um, Jason Bourne, if you've ever seen the Bourne movies, I think that was pretty obvious. Pretty in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so another thing that we should probably touch on is, is the fact that when we did Who Are They, that episode where we talked about... Um, the the celestial realm. There is there is a lot more structure in that realm than people think, and so a lot of that structure comes down to both sides having to give informed consent, or they have to they they essentially have to let you know what they're doing before they do it. That's like kind of one of the rules of of this game. Yeah, it's like the natural law, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the speculation of Hollywood coming into existence was for them to have the ability to in movie form or in music form or in media, whatever, um, to give the public a play by play of what they're doing because, because they have to do it that way. They have to tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that a television is called right. that and that you have programs and you channels. Know, and channels. I mean, Hollywood is stooped in witchcraft. Right. And and where does the term Hollywood come from? So the a lot of the rituals that they were doing had to be performed using the twig or the stick of a holly tree. So Hollywood came from the the fact that they were using that in their in their occult rituals. It was Hollywood that they were using. So they're all it should, and warlocks. Right. That should show you that Hollywood was designed as an occult practice to manip- manipulate you using magic. Put a bunch of spells on us. Right. Yeah. I mean, even the beginning of the Walt Disney stuff, it's like a little drawing of a magic wand. Mm-hmm. And Fantasia and all of that stuff was oh some of gosh. their really early programming. Creepy. So much Super programming creepy. in that. Don't watch Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> so another Too thing <laughs> we should probably mention is the suicide programming that goes along with um, really all programs. Mm-hmm. They they layer in the suicide programming. Kill switch. Right, exactly. Because if you do start to question or wake up or why am I doing this? This doesn't make sense. This isn't me. Um, They want you to kill yourself. So they've programmed in layers in your brain um, the suicide programming that is supposed to not allow you to continue to say the things that you're saying. Or So would that be like somebody like Isaac Cappy? I don't know if you guys remember. He went on 
he posted a bunch of weird videos and then he but he specifically went on and he was calling out some of these you know powers that be tom hanks yeah so he went on and specifically said you have to find yeah, this. you guys yes. go look up isaac, isaac Cappy so but song. he Sorry. puts on this whole thing about how i'm he specifically says i'm not suicidal i'm not gonna kill myself i'm not i'm if if i die it's not me somebody else is doing it and then I don't even know how much longer, but it wasn't that much longer. And he walks out to the middle of a bridge and jumps into the freeway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks. So is that like his his programming kicks in and they said he, he's remembering too much. He's talking too much. Or he faked his death. Dun, dun, oh, stop. <laughs> or somebody just pushed him off. But the, but the <laughs> eyewitnesses all said he was out there by himself. That's true. I don't know. It's so... I want to talk to these eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm. Well, and even that guy from Sons of Anarchy, the guy that played Half Sack. Yeah. He he went wacky. Yeah, he went off the And he murdered his landlord and then jumped or fell off the roof and died. I mean, it was super weird. Yeah. And everybody that had worked with him was like, he wasn't like this. Yeah, that wasn't that guy. And all of his toxicology tests came back negative. He wasn't on drugs. He wasn't... Yeah, his hairdresser and makeup artist, they were like, no, he didn't do drugs. Yeah, no, he was he very was against very that. Clean. That was part yeah. of why he he didn't get along with the guys on Sons of Anarchy, because a lot of them were very much into that party scene, so. Well, you, and you, if you look back at, like, a, a lot of celebrities have died recently, but if you look back at some of them who have died, um, like Chris Cornell, he mm-hmm. was... He was starting to talk about some things and then all of a sudden he's he commits suicide i and mean chester bennington chester bennington a, a lot of they people. were actually doing work with like Human sra survivors mm-hmm. and stuff they had they yep. had like a foundation and yep well, yeah. is that so this programming Hesh? makes sense is that ann hash lady oh, she yeah. was just doing that human trafficking movie yeah. mm-hmm. and she ended up her car just maybe got hacked <laughs> yeah and drove into a house and then she was dead and yeah. then she was on the stretcher and then she popped up and alive yeah it's Who really knows? weird super weird who knows you guys are a bunch of conspiracy theorists. i know we've gone off the rails here oh, sorry let's get the train back on the tracks okay so it. we were talking about delta and that's kind of the deadly force programming so again go back to where we were talking about those those standardized testing when you get into school. So they know the kids that are going to excel in the beta testing. They know the kids that are going to excel in the delta testing. They're putting you in these because they know that that's where where you'll excel at or you'll you'll be more likely to be of maximum benefit to them. Mm -hmm. And if you look these up, these are also um, associated with brain wave levels. So... It's, it's important to understand that there are these different brainwave levels and they coincide with alpha, beta, delta, theta. You know, these are, these are also mm-hmm. the same levels of your brain frequencies. Yeah. So next we, it goes into, so we've got alpha, beta, delta, and then theta. Mm-hmm. You want to explain a little bit about theta? Yeah. So theta is more of the psychic programming. Um, this seemed to be, according to the research that I've done, 
they used this a lot of times on the bloodline families. They had a little bit better results, I think, with with the pure bloodlines. Um, but they would do a lot of brain implants. Um, they used direct energy lasers. Um, they used microwaves, electromagnetics. I mean, anything. If you think about the satellites in the sky, like mm -hmm. if you have a brain implant, they can control you from that. Mm -hmm. I mean, even even the like Neuralink stuff with Elon Musk. I mean, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of kind like of how sketchy. How much do we want to mess with the brain? Right. Yeah. Being able to open up somebody's skull and mm -hmm. put a, an implant into their yeah. brain. Yeah. Where you can just control. I wonder if they can make them dance or anything cool like that. <laughs> Probably. Rick can already arena. dance. I would imagine so. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> so, yeah, that um, Theta's more of the psychic abilities. Okay. Um, and then we have Omega. Is that Omega. right? Yes. Okay, so then we go on to Omega, which is kind of more the self-destruct programming hmm. so that would that would be the thing that causes the subject or the agent to commit suicide if if too much stuff is being revealed or or if too many memories are being retrieved or if you're subject to interrogation by somebody else so i mean there's even things that i've heard military guys talk about they, you know, people being interrogated in other countries and they'll just like bite off their own tongue so they can't talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like this, this awful, bizarre, awful mm -hmm. stuff. But, but if it's programmed in there, it's so deep in there, then they have no control over what they're doing. They're mm -hmm. literally doing, doing what is written in their program. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a lot of self-harm. Yeah. Mutilation, I think that goes along with. We see a lot of, I mean, there was that whole like cutting yeah. epidemic where, you know, young kids were cutting themselves yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. They, they were just trying to like get the pain away. They never, they didn't know why they were doing it. Right. It was like something else was making them do it. Yeah. So this Omega programming kicks in when the survivor started to have memories mm -hmm. or like you said they were being interrogated by somebody that was then triggering memories to come back right so it's okay. certain certain recesses of your brain that are being accessed okay. it's like it's like you know having a computer program and when you get into some of the super deep programs it's like this file opens up and it just wipes the well, they wipes the hard drive they say there's eight levels to the internet have you guys heard this mm -mm. there's like eight levels where you have like the top level which is the the normal level that everybody kind of hangs out on and then it just goes down from there i mean everybody's heard about the dark web mm -hmm. but it goes down way down and there's wow. all kinds of stuff going on down there like you know human trafficking and and drug running and all of this different stuff it's insane to think that you know the the deep deep level that you can go into the internet if you know how to to do that and right. it, and it's the same thing for the brain you know the brain has different levels mm -hmm. where we're all working on the top level most of the time but you know if you think about level 1 for our brain as being just everyday things like sometimes you're driving in the car and you're like holy crap i don't remember what i was doing i hope that light was green for yeah. the last <laughs> 20 miles like i have no idea 
And that happens a lot to people. Mm-hmm. And it, that's kind of your subconscious, your breathing, your blinking, all of those things that you don't right. think about. And then it goes deeper from there, just like the internet. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting how it mirrors. Yeah, very interesting. It's like, almost like it's really structured. Almost like <laughs> it's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> So then lastly, we have the gamma programming, which is the deception programming um, that elicits misinformation and misdirection. Um, I think there's a lot of, they use a lot of like demonology with this programming. Um, Yeah, gamma is where they're mostly going into your brain and making you believe that something is a certain way. So sometimes you meet a person where you're like, I can't believe that they don't see this. I can't believe that they don't understand what's really going on, mm-hmm. but it's because they have been brainwashed to, to believe a certain way. So that is them then being controlled to give misinformation and disinformation because that's so what that, they really believe. Is that kind right. of where like, I mean, there honestly are people, if you even just say Trump's name, they get furious. Like the, their face changes, they're they're mad. They don't even want to hear his name. It, but then they can regurgitate, you know, these two sentences that they've said on CNN 700 bazillion times. He's a misogynist. He's this and this and this. Is that part of that programming then to like... I'm angry and now I'm triggered and now I'm going to spew out this information that I've heard. Oh, yeah. I mean, this whether it's true or not to gender bias to, you know, being able to, like you said, with Trump or with Biden or I mean, there's so many different things that trigger people. The vaccine, Mm -hmm. coronavirus. Mm -hmm. If you just talk about these things or say these things, people are. Just, it, it switches that I mean, gamma programming on. Memes and upon memes of people's brains exploding mm-hmm. over <laughs> Trump's meme tweets, which is hilarious to me. But it it is. I mean, it's like it's almost like it elicits a visceral reaction. And it's like right. they have they they don't have the ability to not say something. Mm-hmm. Like they have to say something. And how many times on the internet in this day and age? Dude, I just think you don't have to comment on everything. Like, if you don't agree with this, just move on. Just keep scrolling. Like, but people have to comment on things. They have to. They have to say their piece, and it's it's really bizarre sometimes to watch it unfold. Where it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's this like nice, you know, comment string where people are being fine. I mean, our our community page is sometimes brutal. Like. People will be acting totally fine, and all of a sudden somebody starts going off about Biden, and it's like, okay, like, just move on. You don't have to say anything. Just move on. But they can't. Like, their programming is in there so deep that they have to respond. It's crazy how many people... I've heard estimates that there's at least 2 million, quote-unquote, sleepers Mm -hmm. in America that are just brainwashed and can be triggered at any time. Now... Those numbers could be higher, it could be lower, but that's what I was able to find in my Yeah, research. I think that was their target, was they wanted to kind of at any given time have 2 million, mm-hmm. which, which is a bunch. So we haven't really talked about music much, except for just that, you know, there's 
you know, obviously people in the music industry and music is very powerful. People, you know, there are certain people that are obsessed with music, certain music. And we know that these program or this program Monarch is huge when it comes to music mm-hmm. and, and manipulating people with frequency. Mm-hmm. Well, they realized how well it worked to do it via the television and then they started realizing that, you know, at that time, back, you know, in the 80s, people weren't walking around with a little television like they are now and their cell phone, but they were walking around with a little Walkman. Yeah. So that was something you could clip onto your belt and, and, <laughs> and have your headphones and you, you could be listening to music. And as we mentioned in the last episode with Ken Kesey and the Grateful Dead lyricist, that, that's something that you can have with you in your pocket all the time. Yeah. There's, and now we've uh, got an object in our pocket that literally has music and video and, and everything. But there's, I mean, if you listen to a lot of the mainstream, like popular music, there's very much an agenda. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. can tell. I mean, I grew up with rap music in the 90s and like grunge and stuff like that. And it was heavy metal and. All of these people were talking about sex and um, drugs. drugs, yeah, like money. making money, mm-hmm. f bitches, you know, all of these different things, and it was so misogynistic, and it was, you know, they were flaunt, they're on yachts and helicopters, and they remember we would sit and watch. I remember for me anyway that I would come home and watch MTV because mm-hmm. my mom wasn't home. Oh, I was we a were, dad had MTV blocked. Yeah. yeah. Literally blocked. Oh, had, I would come in and watch <laughs> MTV, no dude. I would be like jamming out to my Mace videos, to my Puff Daddy, but Notorious B.I.G. Do you videos. remember, I don't remember what documentary we were watching this on, but they were talking about Tupac. And how, you know, vulgar and, you know, just just how the rap music was. But when you listen to him speak when he was not around that Crowd. scene, mm-hmm. he was very, he was almost like poetic. He yeah. had, a, he was very, very smart. He had a, like a, a IQ that was higher than most people. And he was like really eloquent and, and he really enjoyed like the arts and yeah. literature and that kind of stuff. Very artistic. So almost like he had different personalities. Right, right. Like he, yeah. Hmm. Weird. Crazy. Interesting. Who'd have thunk? I mean, there's, you know, I don't know how many of you saw that Travis Scott concert that oh, happened not yeah. that long oh, Astro ago. World? Yeah, Astro yeah. World. He was doing that big, you know, huge concert where he was traveling all over. And it turned into some kind of like weird um, thing where he almost seemed possessed. Absolutely. Did you guys see this? He video? did seem like yeah, like he was in a state of hypnosis. And there yes. was like this really weird music going on, and yeah. and people were like running around and holding their ears and like freaking out. Like people out. all of a sudden just like went into cardiac arrest. Like oh, it was this super is too weird. Much. Something's wrong. Yeah. I think they were messing with the frequencies in there because mm-hmm. our music, if you look at our music, it's supposed to be 432 hertz is what we're supposed to be tuning to. Right. And they changed that. Do you guys remember when they changed it? I want to say it was in the 50s. Yeah, that they, they changed, changed it, it to 440 
and you can put like I don't know if you guys seen them on YouTube or whatever where you the guys put like sand on mm-hmm. a speaker and they tune it to different hertz and it makes different shapes different uh oh sure like ge- it'll make a star pattern yeah, it'll make or like whatever. a geometrical yeah. right. shape well when you do this with um 432 it makes a beautiful shape but mm-hmm. then when you do it with 440 the sand turns into chaos mm-hmm. and hmm. it's just interesting that the it, the chaos that's coming from this music even um you know, kind of subconsciously, it, right. you don't even know that the the frequency that's coming at you is agitating you. So it almost like puts you just a little bit on edge because you're more susceptible to programming at that point. Yeah. yeah. And so it makes sense why these people would be kind of freaking out. I mean, they use, the military has like direct uh, energy frequency type mm-hmm. weapons where they can disperse a whole crowd of people just by turning the frequency to a certain channel mm. and they you know it people can't even stand to be close to that anymore because it starts to hurt your ears your brain it, it just it's not good it's right. disorienting yeah mm-hmm. so they're using this as a weapon and they're doing it in our music and the music is changing your i mean how many times have you put on like a rock song or something like that and you're driving down the road and you're actually just kind of calm and you put this rock song on and all of a sudden you're just like you just want to break somebody's face mm-hmm. give me something to break you know i mean this wait what was that movie office space where he's driving down the freeway <laughs> and he keeps going from one lane to the other and he's yes. like listening to this crazy rap music <laughs> and he's one. getting more and more frustrated and then he goes and takes a baseball bat to the coffee machine yes <laughs> i love that movie give me back my stapler mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. so a lot of this monarch programming began with Joseph Mengele. He he kind of which you guys will probably remember, he was one of the Nazi scientists that they called him the Angel of Death. He would he he did a lot of experimentation on specifically twins and children. Um but he he was kind of the pioneer. He kind of wrote the handbook for this mm-hmm. monarch programming because he started to see really good results with what he was doing over there. Yeah. So I think well, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that when he came to America, they changed his name to Dr. Green. Is that right? Um, I think I've seen that. I, I yeah. Because I know they couldn't bring was, him over as Mangala. I know there was a guy, another, uh, he was actually a Jewish scientist. His name was Dr. Gruenbaum, and he went by Dr. Green, I know, back then. Hmm. Um, and they they had like different... They had like Dr. Blue, Dr. Black, Dr. Green, like the all color of color programming? Yeah. Like our, weird. Can you program with colors too? Yeah. yeah. Super weird. I imagine so. I mean, you've got Gosh. music, you've got movies. I mean, think of all the five senses. Mm-hmm. Taste, touch, sight, smell. Hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they use neuro-linguistic programming a ton. Yeah. A, a ton. And pe- neuro-linguistic Nobody even knew what that was until, what, the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they knew all about it. Uh, we didn't know, but they did. Yeah. So we've got movies, we've got news, we've got the internet, we've got video games. Um, 
I mean, they're coming at us from all different angles. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think if you really, you know, are honest with yourself, um, you, you know that this is happening. You can, you can feel it. You can see it. Um, if you, and, and the more that you wake up to this programming, you see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see it all the time. You know, once you're looking for it, you see it. But if you're not, and if you're, you know, put your head in the sand and you're acting like everything is normal, which is where they want you to be yeah. in the matrix, um, this is really a matrix that they have created for us. And mm-hmm. it's interesting that in the matrix movie, anytime anybody gets out of the matrix, who do they have coming after them? Agents. agents. It's the agents that are tracking them down and trying to put them back in the matrix. And that's exactly what happens in the last matrix, the the uh, the one that just came out not that long ago. They were trying, they, they actually did put um, Neo back in the matrix and he had to escape again. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it's this programming and then reprogramming, putting yep. you back in the matrix. So, you know, I made a joke on the f- first episode, I believe it was, that we had where The Matrix was a really good documentary to watch. <laughs> and the reason I said that was because that's exactly what's going on. The Matrix is a construct of your mind that you're stuck in. That's why they plug it into the back of their brain, yep. right? To get back into The Matrix, they have to plug it into your brain. And so... interesting. It gives you, once you start seeing this imagery and understanding how they do what they do, you you come to the realization that there is a whole bunch of this stuff being told to us. We just have to decode it. Right. Because they are telling us, again, it's natural law that they have to get consent mm-hmm. for the things that they're doing. So if we stop consenting, and like we said in the last episode, if our knowledge is what saves us and our consent is what they need, then we need to stop consenting. Mm-hmm. We need to, you know, stop listening to this music. We need yeah. to turn off these news channels. We need to turn off the TVs and we need to stop being programmed. Yeah. We just need to stop allowing it to happen to us because we have to take over our own lives. And the more that we consent to it, the more that we allow it to happen. We like sitting down and watching our Netflix. We like sitting down watching our Hulu. We like, you know, getting the local news or the national news or the world news. But they're lying to you, you know. Just some examples that I wanted to bring up with kind of current events is the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. I mean, Russia and Ukraine are in a war right now. And... America's trying to dip their toe in it and everybody has an opinion on who's at fault. And if you if you track history, Russia is always the enemy. They've been the enemy forever and they're wanting everybody to acknowledge that Russia is the bad guy. Um, but what about Ukraine? What's been going on in Ukraine? Well, when you do some research into Ukraine, you find out that they have bio labs making deadly viruses in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. But America is funding things in Ukraine and they're making bioweapons. And so 
when Russia goes in there, what what were they doing? They were bombing these bio labs. Hmm. And a lot of this money was coming from, you guessed it, Hunter Biden and the whole Biden crime family. I mean, that stuff has been proven on his laptop from hell. Mm-hmm. And the FBI won't investigate it. Mm-hmm. They won't acknowledge it. But it's all starting to come out now if you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's interesting about this current event is go back. I encourage you, listener, go back and look at all of the COVID propaganda, all of the CDC things that were put out, everything that has to do with COVID. I want you to look at what colors they're using in all of the propaganda for covid it's blue and yellow Hmm. i promise you you'll find it it's blue and yellow and that's the exact same colors of the ukraine flag which is where they were making bio weapons which is a very interesting connection that you could make if you were a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Not that you are. But. No. So that's that's one thing. They're trying to, you know, build up. What, what have they been doing this whole war? They've been building up Russia. Or I'm sorry, building up Ukraine and pushing down Russia. Putin is evil, you know. Which he is. He might be. We don't know. But isn't it interesting that there's this Fear being pushed, um, you know, he's going to nuke the world. This is the narrative on TV. It's all about fear. It's all about pick a side. You have you can't pick Russia because mm-hmm. if you pick Russia, you're evil. Right. And if you have a Ukraine flag hanging from your house or a sticker on your car or you on Twitter you changed your profile picture to be covered with a Ukraine flag, you know, like this. This whole propaganda thing is very interesting. And then the other one was the Chinese surveillance balloon. Have you guys heard about this? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) This stupid surveillance balloon is this huge uproar right now. And everybody's freaking out. Oh, my gosh. China's spying on us. It's like, duh. They've been (laughs) spying on us. They've been spying on us forever. You think they need a balloon to spy on us? Yeah. Does China not have satellites? (laughs) Like, they can't see us from space i mean does space even exist i don't know anyway there's this (laughs) chinese air balloon that's traveling around what eighty thousand feet in the air which is like way up there Mm -hmm. undetectable and all of a sudden here it is and what is it stirring up all kinds of fear all kinds of Oh no, now what are we going to go into war with China now? Is the world ending? The sky's falling? You know, you can't get enough of this fear porn that they put out all the time, and it just causes division. You know, I personally believe that there are people in Ukraine and Russia and China that God loves and cares about, and they want us to hate them. They want us to hate Russia. Mm -hmm. They want us to hate all of the people in China. And I'm just not going to do it because I think that they're God's children just as much as we are. And all they want to push is fear. And I'm saying, no, I'm not mad at Russia. Mm -hmm. I don't even know the circumstances. 
I haven't talked to Putin personally. I'm certainly not going to listen to the news because I know about these programs. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they're telling me the truth. I want the full story. I want the full story about what just happened in Alaska today. Mm -hmm. They uh, shot down something else. But they won't tell you what it is. You have this... It's a matter of national security. Oh, so I, sorry, we well, can't. They we can't keep you hanging on you. by a thread, dangling. Yeah, you've got this Air Force Brigadier General that's like, we're investigating it. We have pieces of it. We're mm-hmm. trying to get some of it off of the ocean floor, and we we want to do more research and look into it before we tell you what it is. And everybody's thinking, well, is it just another balloon? No, they said it's some kind of silver cylindrical thing. <laughs> I don't know what that could be, but I think we're going to find out, right? So it's whatever they want it to be. I'm just going spoiler alert into yeah. these current events to show you guys how they weave their narrative and what mm-hmm. you need to pay attention to and how to not just fall into it. Do more research, you know. And just the the fear tactic that they use. They want people to be afraid. They want people to always be afraid. And people are less afraid of covid now because most people have had it or either been vaccinated or had it and it's just not as scary as it was at the beginning and so so just keep in mind it's going to it's going to always be one fear campaign after another that's yeah. that's how it was designed because when people are in fear they make emotional decisions mm-hmm. and what does the bible say about fear i do not give you a spirit of fear exactly but i give you a sound mind Right? We're supposed to use our mind. We are supposed to do our own research. We're supposed to be like the Bereans where we, we listen to a message and then we go back and do our own research, whether that's from a pastor and then you know checking the word of God or whether it's from the news and checking the word of God. Like yeah. we, sh- we should be putting everything against the word of God and saying, what is it that's going on in the world around me and how do I respond in a godly loving way because mm-hmm. they want us to choose sides you know right. they want us to be a racist they want us to be a democrat or a republican i'm sorry i'm an american i'm not picking a side i'm not playing this game i'm an american i want people to know the truth that's why we started this podcast we want people to wake up to this programming that's happening to them and see and let the truth set you free Mm-hmm. As the Bible says. Amen. Yep. So, awesome. I think we did it. Yeah. There's one last thing that we didn't mention about Monarch, which is a huge deal, actually, which is the tattoos and the butterfly, the, the, the imagery, symbolism. the, the mm-hmm. symbolism of the butterfly. And if you pay attention to a lot of these celebrities and a lot of these people, they have tattoos of usually blue Monarch butterflies. Um, either they're wearing earrings or necklaces or shirts. There's so mm-hmm. much of this butterfly imagery and everything. Well, and the, and the Operation Monarch, just the name itself. If you think about a butterfly, it starts out as a caterpillar, goes into a cocoon, and then comes out transformed into a completely different creature. Mm-hmm. So you start out as your beautiful human self with your god spark and then they put you into a cocoon and they they morph you into whatever they want you to be whichever 
area of testing they think you're going to excel at and you come out of your cocoon as something entirely different. Yeah, somebody that's obsessed with themselves Mm -hmm. and all about I can be my own God, I can do my Mm -hmm. own thing, I can be, you know, everything that I, I have everything that I need. I don't need God and that's Satan's agenda. Nothing has changed. That's the same thing that he said in the Garden of Eden and that's what's happening with these people. Remember the Kathy O'Brien documentary we talked about? Because she went through this, specifically this monarch um, programming. So she's got a documentary called Trance that's really good. Um, and you you can kind of hear her story. But if you look her up on Wikipedia, she's listed as a conspiracy theorist. Oh, that's weird. So. <laughs> Watch out for those. They are crazy. They are crazy. All right, you guys. Well, that brings us to the unteachable moment. Bing, bing, bing. Yes, I love that. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm still recovering from a cold, so. <laughs> so this time, what's our unteachable moment? Um, can Christians consume alcohol? Mm. What do you guys? That's think? a hot button topic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my opinion on that has changed over the years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at Ephesians 5.18, this is Paul talking, and this is the ESV version, which is the version that I use. Um, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. So we know that there were people drinking Mm -hmm. in the Bible, and a lot of people that are kind of um, for the ability to drink usually you know, quote Jesus turning the water into wine and saying, well, he turned water into wine. And not only did he turn it into wine, but he did it at the last hour, you know, at the very end of the wedding when they ran out of the regular wine. Mm -hmm. And he made more wine. And, you know, these people were obviously partying because they were having a wedding. Mm -hmm. It was a wedding festival. Celebration. Mm -hmm. And so obviously Jesus thinks it's okay enough to um, make water into wine, to continue to let these people party. But I think we need to be clear on what this verse that Paul's talking about is saying is, you know, when you get, when you have some drinks, obviously that is far different than being drunk or being, as it says in other places in the Bible, a drunkard, Mm -hmm. which is somebody that's, we would call an alcoholic these days where, you know, you have to have alcohol all the time, um, or you go through withdrawals. You know, there's we know because there's probably a physical dependency on alcohol. Sure, we probably know. Everybody knows somebody that's probably an alcoholic in their life or in their family, or and it it ruins relationships. Mm-hmm. It ruins all kinds of things, and it it ruins them. You know, their sure. their liver, their their mentality. I I was a the intake nurse at our county jail here in the town a little ways away and I'll tell you what one of the worst detoxes I've ever seen off of anything hands down was alcohol I saw people detox off of every drug under the sun and it wasn't as bad as watching somebody detox off of alcohol it was it was terrifying yeah well and there's a reason they call them spirits Mm -hmm. right I mean you've got You've got a altered state of mind mm-hmm. when you're uh, inebriated or impaired. You become 
uh, more susceptible to suggestion Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So what Paul is saying here is don't be a drunkard. Like you can have some drinks, okay, but you shouldn't be getting so drunk that that you're impaired, inebriated, and you're not listening to the voice of God. Or you're willing to compromise your morals. Yeah. What are you doing Mm -hmm. in that state? And what he's saying here is don't be filled with alcohol. Be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Because that's what Jesus was teaching us to do is to rely completely and fully on Him. Rely on, on God. Rely on the Spirit that lives in each and every one of us that choose to accept it. Mm-hmm. And so that is my take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might have a different take where they're a little more legalistic about it and they're like, no, I just don't get around alcohol at all. And for some people, that's a good thing. You know, if you're right. recovering from being an alcoholic, you probably shouldn't hang out in a bar or you probably shouldn't hang out with people that drink all the time just because, you know, or you knowing your family history of, you know, if my, my parents were alcoholics, my grandparents were alcoholics, yada, yada, then it probably isn't the best idea for you to yeah. be having drinks. But yeah, you have more of a genetic leaning yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to talk to people that, you know, don't think that they have a problem because they think that, you know, it's just alcohol. I'm just having some drinks. You know, it's like, yeah, well, who's in control here? Mm-hmm. You know, because Jesus tells us to have a sound mind. You know, we, we should be, um, in control of ourselves and not allowing ourselves to be susceptible. So anyway, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but it is interesting (laughs) that, um, it is in the Bible. It does say, don't be a drunkard, but every once in a while, you know, having some drinks here and there with some friends and I don't think is a big deal for a Christian. So that's my take on that take it or leave it so in the show notes we've got all kinds of information uh, that we talked about and touched on tonight do your own research we've put some links in the show notes as well for you to follow Mm -hmm. and uh, dive in deeper there's like i said not a lot of information about uh, these projects because it's so covert and it's still going on yeah i mean it should be a clue when all this all of these documents are still classified going back to the 50s 40s on this stuff that it's probably still happening otherwise they would say oh well we we were doing that but we're not doing it anymore because we we wouldn't do that friends (laughs) sus as the kids would say So some of these topics we've been going over are are super heavy and they can really bog you down. So we we promised you guys a break. We're going to take a break from some of the CIA projects. We're going to have on some guests. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're going to get real friends. You'll get some new voices and you won't just have to listen to us in our constant cycling of colds. <laughs> Stay tuned, friends. Yeah, we're so thankful that you guys are taking the time to listen. We know that you know you're taking time out of your life to give us the opportunity to spew out all of our conspiracy theories, and we appreciate that. Yeah. And we want to just let you guys know that we love each and every one of you. And we're so thankful for you because without you, this would just be us talking into some microphones. So well, and like we gave the analogy before of the candle at the Christmas Eve service, one candle is not that bright, but when you go around and light an entire room full of candles, all of a sudden you've got a pretty bright room and where there is light, there can't be darkness. So 
share the podcast send it to people that even if you think that they might be on the fence just just get it out there like just help step out of the boat and just send it yeah and that's how that's how these things get legs yeah well guys again this is that's so fringy podcast i'm rick i'm bethany and i'm Kristen. and we will see you on the next one Bye. bye